inside too. Yes. Why do I find the words so hard to summon that adequately represent the visceral joy to be gleaned by the music of Sexual Milkshake, whom we just heard from the Space Gnome 7-inch? I believe that song was called Peanut, although it is difficult to tell, uh, judging on the uh, or judging by the uh, sort of you know, crazy kind of cut-and-paste uh, thing that serves as the, this record's artwork. A release on the Teen Beat record label perhaps most uh, spectacular feature of this record, of the many spectacular features of this record, uh, would be the inclusion of the Sexual Milkshake Space Gnome Mask, which uh, is uh, to be worn uh, uh, you know, whenever you happen to be listening to the record. And in fact, I'm wearing it right now. I suspect, like most things Teen Beat affiliated, that uh, you know, the people in this band were probably in- involved with half a dozen other Teen Beat Records bands. 
And that's okay. We are, uh, you know, we enjoy that kind of nepotism here at WFMU. Before Sexual Milkshake, we heard music from more crazy people. That was George Willard with the title track off of a very strange single on the Nut Music record label. Uh, that song was called Uptight. And, uh, no, there's something very, uh, there, there was a time, uh, you know, that time was probably the early 1990s, and a place, and in this case, the place was Herndon, Virginia. And in that time and place, it was pretty clearly dictated that if you put out a record that just had a fuzzy black and white picture of a cat on the cover, you were certifiably crazy. George Willard's record doesn't do a whole lot to prove otherwise. Uh, a great, really kind of twisted in its simplicity and sort of, I don't know, it's, it's, there's something like, there's like a weird uh, childish sense about it. And I don't mean that it's like childish in the, in the negative way. It's got like a weird sort of childlike innocence about it. Um, but there's something, you know, vaguely twisted just beneath the surface. Um, I'm looking through the old press kit here that came with my copy of this record. And there's more pictures of cats, which is very good. Um, and it says, uh, on the Uptight EP, George Willard has drawn upon his love of the music styles of artists such as James Brown, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Parliament Funkadelic, and combined those influences with the hip-hop sensibilities of the 90s to create his most fully realized musical statement to date. He enjoys dancing and performing, uh, but George Willard, the person, goes way beyond a song and a dance. Uh, let's see, it also says here that George Willard goes to the movies on Friday nights at the $1.50, all the time Herndon Twin Cinema. He writes songs about heartburn and pain. Used to have a job with the town of Herndon until he quit from disgust. And also, finally, that he pets the dog and has a gray toothbrush. Let's hear it for George Willard. There's a lot of uh, reviews of this single uh, also included in the press kit, including uh, ones from uh, File 13 and Fact Sheet 5 and uh, some other fanzines whose names I don't remember, and that's all right. This is the Anti-Static Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Michael Pika. The name of the game is, uh, well, it's not really a game. It's more of a hobby. Oh, no, that sounds lame. The last thing I ever want to be known for is, you know, being a hobbyist. It's like right up there with, you know, being called a calendar buff. Who'd want that accolade attached to their legacy? This is a podcast where we, uh, we go through all the singles bins and we, we ignore all the ones, you know, all those 90s singles on the huge labels like your sub pops and merges. And we just go for all this stuff that fell between the cracks because uh, as history has proven time and time again, all the really best weird crap is the stuff that nobody really pays attention to the first time around. So here we are in some cases, you know, upwards of uh, 17 years later, um, giving it a, a second look-see and seeing how the critical eye hath either smiled or frowned upon these releases. There were so many singles released in the 1990s on teeny tiny independent labels. It is uh, absolutely impossible to catch up, so don't go thinking that this is intended to be anything more than one man's limited perspective. Anybody who would dare try to do an overview of 1990s independent singles would be A, uh, foolish, and B, have more than a lifetime of work cut out for them. So let's leave it at that. This is a, a podcast that's made possible by WFMU, and if you don't know about WFMU, I strongly urge you to go to WFMU.org and check out the extensive collection of online archives and playlists, as well as the station's uh, great blog, which features tons of uh, cool MP3 downloads and videos and uh, all kinds of uh, things that are, uh, you know, in celebration of all that lies beneath the surface of this wonderful culture that we uh, dance around in. 
My name is Mike Lapika, as I may have mentioned. If you have any questions about anything you hear on this program, you can email me, mike at wfmu.org. We're going to leave you today with another real demented one, a, uh, a classic of the genre of sorts from an incredible band from Ohio. They went by the name Puff Tube, and uh, they did a, I don't know, I'm not really the kind of guy who throws around the word righteous with uh, too much regularity, but this is what I would call a righteous cover of Soul Finger. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on Anti-Static. This is Puff Tube. What happened, Buffalo?